Welcome back to Lightshed Research, a podcast that puts our research notes in your ears for your listening convenience. November 19th, 2020. Jason Kylar's Wonder Woman memo and the future of the film industry. We've been advocating for studios with direct-to-consumer streaming platforms to use their best content, tentpole feature films, to drive SVOD, going all-in versus simply talking about embracing streaming. While PVOD is a step in the right direction, the evidence shows it only works for smaller films, with Trolls being a success and Mulan failing. Not to mention, it's unclear how well Trolls would work if we had not been in a full lockdown mode. Disney saw real success bringing Hamilton direct to Disney+, and is set to release Soul direct to Disney+, Plus on December 25th. Warner Brothers will follow suit on Christmas Day, releasing Wonder Woman 1984 simultaneously in theaters and direct to HBO Max. Note, both Disney's Soul and Warner Brothers' Wonder Woman 1984 will be offered at no extra charge to subscribers of their streaming platform. The glass is continuing to shatter across the historically rigid sequential release windows of the feature film industry. While it is easy to dismiss these moves as one-offs due to COVID-19 pandemic, we applaud both Disney and Warner Brothers for realizing they need to test and learn the power of SVOD. Unfortunately, it appears that Disney is hesitant to continue to supply tentpoles directly to Disney+, Plus, as they delayed their entire film slate beyond Seoul into second half 2021. Based on Disney's commentary during last week's fiscal Q4 September earnings call, we sense they're leaning more towards a shorter theatrical window, followed by premium access, their version of PVOD, rather than increasing direct to Disney plus for their feature films, such as Black Widow. Why is Wonder Woman 1984 move such a big deal? Although Warner Brothers is positioning Wonder Woman 1984 on HBO Max as a one-off tied to COVID, these two lines from Warner Media CEO Jason Kylar's memo stood out and hint that maybe Warner is thinking differently than Disney. At the very least, he has the right idea. Quote, we see an opportunity to do something firmly focused on the fans, give them the power to choose between going to their local cinema or opening on HBO Max. Collectively, the fans get to decide these things as they should. Putting consumers first is a big deal, and it's become both enabled and necessitated by technology. Yet it is not something we hear from media company executives. Historically, business models come first, and consumers are an afterthought. That may have worked in the world of both limited distribution and content, but not anymore. When you step back, why should a theatrical window exist today? If consumers want to go to theaters, they can. If they want to watch at home on a streaming service, they can. Giving consumers a choice is a novel idea for the media business. Note, this is effectively what Netflix has been fighting for over the past several years, albeit they were never able to get to day and date like Wonder Woman 1984. Experiment or not, this is a very big deal for the global film industry. It reminds us of the crack that starts in the movie Ice Age, when Scrat pulls that acorn out of the ice and ultimately starts an avalanche. While we're hopeful for a widely deployed vaccine by mid-2021, that does not mean an immediate return to pre-pandemic life. First, we suspect a large portion of the population may not want to take a vaccine or will still be fearful for some time. In turn, many consumers may remain uncomfortable returning to movie theaters. It's also worth noting that as consumers have become more accustomed to watching movies at home, 
with more high-quality movies available every day via Netflix, Amazon Prime Video, and Apple TV+, as well as the Disney and Warner Brothers one-offs. Overall, we have no way of knowing if attendance ever returns to pre-pandemic levels. Hoping it does is not a strategy. We also need to add on to these issues the unfortunate reality that many movie theater chains will be forced into bankruptcy, given the lack of content since March 2020, and will need to meaningfully reduce theaters and screens as they work their way through bankruptcy, thereby reducing the overall box office available, especially during peak periods like holidays and weekends. Finally, think of the massive pileup of films that Hollywood plans to release in the second half of 2021 and into 2022. Reminds us of a snowy road car pileup, given the delays created by the pandemic. With so many movies being released on top of each other and fewer screens available due to closures and reduced demand from those that do not feel comfortable going to theaters, it appears impossible that a movie could generate the same box office in 2021 that it would have generated if it was released in 2019 pre-pandemic. Therefore, changing release models is critical. Maybe all movies should be day and date with SVOD going forward and simply let consumers choose how they wish to experience each film. Note, making this happen is far more complicated than it sounds for Hollywood studios, who would have to figure out how they compensate and buy out talent participations, quote-unquote back-ends, in a hybrid release strategy. Shift usage from HBO to HBO Max. Remember, as of the end of Q3 2020, only 30% of HBO Max's 29 million subscribers had activated their HBO Max subscription, with 70% still stuck using legacy HBO. The recent Amazon agreement has likely gotten them up to 40% plus, and the lack of Roku distribution means 70% is likely the top end available right now. We suspect high-profile IP, at no extra cost in Wonder Woman 1984, will go a long way to driving HBO Max subscribers to start using HBO Max. We will be keenly focused on what happens to this metric for Q4 2020, but we hope it moves to north of 60%, if not higher, if a Roku deal gets done. Will it move the needle on Roku? Back in July, we wrote that Warner Brothers should have put Tenant direct to HBO Max to give it added leverage in its carriage battle, distribution battle, on Roku and Fire TV. Unfortunately, Tenant opened in theaters and lost a lot of money. Thankfully, Warner Brothers is taking a different tactic with Wonder Woman 1984 and does appear to be using it to drive HBO Max usage and distribution. We have no idea whether the recent Fire TV HBO Max agreement happened because the Wonder Woman 1984 news was coming, or was it completely unrelated? But it certainly increases the pressure on Roku to reach an agreement. As you can see in Wonder Woman 1984 marketing embedded top right, they are promoting on HBO Max on release day. Said another way, if releasing blockbuster movie content direct to HBO Max does not move the needle in helping HBO Max reach an agreement with Roku, then Warner Media's content is not nearly as good as we believed it was and would clearly show that platform power trumps content. TVOS platforms have increasingly become gatekeepers to the streaming video world, as we wrote about earlier this week. We're about to find out who has the greatest leverage, the content or app owner or the platform TVOS owner. Once again, it illustrates the need for scale and content leverage, which is why we believe a WarnerMedia NBC Universal merger would create meaningful value for investors. Our answer to Jason Kylar's question. In Kylar's memo, 
He wonders whether more people will see Wonder Woman 1984 on opening day than saw the original Wonder Woman in 2017. The 2017 film generated $38 million in domestic opening day box office, or about $4 million tickets sold. While there will be a tiny number of U.S. consumers who see the film in theaters, it is not hard to believe that 2 million HBO Max subscriber households will watch Wonder Woman 1984, implying 6 to 8 million people could experience the film on opening day. Even if 6 to 8 million is too high, we would be very surprised if less people see Wonder Woman 1984 on opening day than saw Wonder Woman in 2017.